I want to begin by saying that I think a new opera is always an extraordinarily special event in the history of any opera house and company. And tonight's new premiere, uh, or new opera, Winter's Tale, is no exception. When you think about it, in a way, Shakespeare's last or late play, The Winter's Tale, has just about everything you think you need for a libretto. There's a king, Leontes of Sicily, consumed with murderous jealousy because he believes that his wife is having an affair with his best friend, Polixenes, king of Bohemia. He puts his wife, Hermione, on trial, his son dies, and his daughter, Perdita, is deliberately abandoned to die in another country. Hermione is also thought to die. And then comes the news from the oracle at Delphi that Leontes has got it all wrong. But we do get a happy ending when Perdita, who's fallen in love with Florizel, who is now the son of Leontes' best friend, Polixes, is reunited with her father and her mother, Hermione, well, if you don't know the story, I don't want to spoil it, except to say that I think the last scene of this play is one of the most moving in all of uh, middle and late Shakespeare. And then, of course, there is one of the most famous stage directions in the entire Shakespearean canon, Exit Pursued by a Bear. Interesting that Shakespeare's play has only recently recovered its reputation. It was first printed in the first folio of 1623, and all the internal evidence suggests that it belongs to that group of plays that we call the late romances, that include Pericles, Cymbeline, and The Tempest. With the exception of The Tempest, these are plays that spread themselves, scenes in many places and countries, and all will show events or tell of events that have taken place over a lengthy period of time. Indeed, time is a key ingredient in these plays. They deal with people in love in the top echelons of society. And as one critic has written, their story is of evil caused by jealousy, hatred or treachery, and of the conquest of this evil in the course of time by integrity, constancy and courageous love, aided by good fortune. So we see in The Winter's Tale the destructive nature of jealousy and how it's almost murderous. But there's also the idea of reconciliation, forgiveness and grace with young heroines as agents of that reconciliation. Perdita in Winter's Tale, Miranda in The Tempest, uh, and perhaps echoes of Cordelia at the end of King Lear. And the idea of a new generation of young people, perhaps taking over from the old who've made such a mess of things. Florizel and Perdita look at their parents and you feel that they, at this stage, are going to be different from them. So we have, in a way, regeneration, loss and rediscovery. And above all, as I've said, the passing of time. Time as a healer, perhaps, as well. The Winter Cellar you're going to see tonight is directed by Rory Kinnear, who produced a gloriously loose version of Brett's and Vile's Strepony Opera at the National Theatre last year. The Winter's Tale is Ryan Wigglesworth's first opera, and he also conducts the work. He's currently English National Opera's composer in residence and has conducted performances here of Cosi Fantutti, Carmen, and Detlef Tannert's Caligula. Both Rory Kinnear and Ryan Wigglesworth are with us this evening. Would you please welcome first Ryan Wigglesworth? Ryan, can you think back what well, is probably quite a long time? What was the original appeal of this late play of Shakespeare to you? Uh, good evening. Gosh, a lot of people here. Um, uh, well, it's um, when I first read it properly, was, I was at university, so um, it was a friend of mine who'd said, um, surely 
the Winter's Tale is the most operatic um, play of Shakespeare. And I thought I'd better find out what he was talking about and w figure out whether I agreed. So I, so I did, and I did agree. But then it was um, sort of sitting there for a long time. Um, but along, along the way, I suppose, it was becoming increasingly clear that um, particularly the play's set pieces um, seemed more and more to me to lend themselves selves to this this medium. So I mean the Hermione's trial, the storm, the passing of the 16 years, and the final scene had, um, I felt, big enough bones to go on the opera stage. I mean, operas demand a certain clarity of plot I think not too much business is good, although it works in Figaro. Um, but particularly for a new opera, I mean, it's 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 good. I think if the if the if the journey through it is relatively clear. Um, so the process was then, I suppose, stripping back to to get to what I felt was that clear line through the play. Did you always intend to write your own libretto? Um, no, I tried to get Rory to join me at first, but he turned me down. And then, yeah, I, I, I sort of found, found, my, found myself doing it. And the more I got involved, it was a great process for me, actually, because I, I was figuring out, as I was doing it, um, a sound world, I suppose. And to spend, it was really two years on and off working on the libretto. Um, it was great to spend that amount of time. Did you have difficulty initially in condensing five Shakespearean acts into three operatic acts? Um, not really, because the, the acts one and three of the play are feel like one act when you, when you read the play or see the play. Um, it's a very uh, clear journey from, from the beginning to um, Antigonus's journey with the baby. Uh, so that actually wasn't something that required too much work. And did you have difficulties with Shakespeare's blank verse? By this stage in his career, he's writing the most astonishingly dense, mm. compact. I mean, one thinks of Leontes' mm. speeches at the very beginning of the play. I mean, you really have to almost, with a wet finger, run your finger yes, under yeah, the line yeah. to understand. Did you have difficulty turning that into something that would be clear with music behind it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, that was unbelievably difficult. I mean, there's a sense that um, Leontes' language is almost deliberately designed to go over one's head. I mean, who knows what the original audiences would have, mm. how much they would have got, because it's going